This is Illinois in Focus. For Illinois News Network, I'm Greg Bishop. Coming up, we'll look ahead to next week and get commentary from Illinois News Network Executive Editor Dan McCaleb and News Editor Brett Rowland about state lawmakers' reaction to the case against Jesse Smollett being dropped, a proposal to increase the threshold for increasing taxes, and baseball. But first, here's some of the top stories from the past week. From increasing taxes, gas taxes, tobacco taxes, gambling, pot, and plastic bag taxes, Republican state senators they say they want a higher threshold to pass taxes. State Senator Dan McConkey said there's a lot of taxes being proposed under the dome in Springfield. Including income tax, bag tax, gas tax, marijuana tax, a vaping tax, expand sales tax to include services, sports betting, and I think I'm probably missing one or two. There's also proposed increases in tobacco tax, proposed financial transaction tax, and ammo tax, and others. He wants a two-thirds vote from lawmakers to increase any tax. Think Big Illinois, which advocates for a progressive income tax, said the hurdle is meant to protect only wealthy donors from higher income tax rates. Democratic State Senator Don Harmon said it's a ploy to protect wealthy people and combat that push for a progressive income tax. This isn't going to make it any easier to take that vote, but... The reason we're here is because of artificial constraints in the Constitution. I'm not at this point in favor of adding more artificial constraints. McConkie said if Governor J.B. Pritzker and Democrats get their way and change the state's flat tax to a progressive one, the door will be open for higher taxes on everyone. He wants to change the structure by requiring a supermajority of the legislature and a supermajority of voters, but maintain going forward a simple majority to change the rules on that later. Uh, I think that that's unfortunate. Americans for Prosperity Illinois State Director Andrew Nelms said McConkie's proposal, it would protect everyone. Uh, Because if you're going to increase taxes on anybody uh, via any avenue, it, it should require additional conversation and a higher threshold. If some of the state house have their way, your local government could add up to three cents a gallon on top of Illinois' state gas tax. At 19 cents a gallon, Illinois already has the 10th highest state gas tax in the country, according to the Nonpartisan Tax Foundation. Riverside Democratic State Representative Mike Zaleski got a measure to add a local component to that. This bill uh, gives a... Um opportunity for the um, uh, locals to impose a three cents a gallon motor fuel tax. Measure passed committee without debate, but in voting no, Monica Republican State Representative Margot McDermott said lawmakers are doing taxpayers a disservice. If I were a taxpayer in one of those localities, I would definitely want a referendum before this was put on me. And um, I think our taxpayers deserve better. The measure would require a local government to pass a state-approved responsible bidder ordinance before it could add three cents a gallon on top of the state's gas tax. The responsible bidder ordinance ensures trained, reliable local labor pool would be tapped for community construction projects, according to a news release from supporters. McDermott said that could mean resources meant for materials could be diverted away into labor costs. Well, that's true. They don't have a lockbox, do they? She said the state needs a comprehensive infrastructure plan, and this is piecemeal. This is typical Illinois General Assembly bad management. We need to be cohesive, coherent, and thoughtful in us in a strategic overall way. And this just complicates it, and it's uh, where's mine kind of grab, which we need to rise above. Meanwhile, the Illinois Chamber of Commerce has their own gas tax proposal. 
The chamber says its proposal phases out the state sales tax on gas and swaps it out for an additional 15 cent per gallon motor fuel tax. There'd also be tiered registration fees for older vehicles, but the state's convenience store association opposes the idea, saying it would push more customers to purchase gasoline and other goods outside of Illinois. Illinois lawmakers considering a 5% tax on streaming online services and satellite television. Cole Lauterbach has more. The legislation would tax the providers of streaming services like Roku and satellite services like DirecTV on 5% of their gross profits. It would also tax the subscribers 1% for, quote, the privilege to witness, view, or otherwise enjoy the entertainment, end quote. Orland Hills Village Administrator Conrad Keeble supports the tax, saying it would be split 50-50 with the municipalities to shore up their budgets. It offers the most equitable way to add an additional $200 million of revenue into our coffers and add parity to competing services in our local communities. Keeble says technology has evolved and cost them revenue in the process. We have upgraded our technology. We've increased our competition. We, we have increased competition, pardon me. But we have never upgraded our statutes to keep up with the times. Representative Joe Sosnowski is weary of yet another tax on Illinoisans. We are already taxing people at a very high rate, Illinois being one of the highest in the nation overall tax burden. Sosnowski says the state's residents already shoulder one of the highest tax burdens in the nation, so they should think carefully before adding a new one. When we talk about this and our total tax liability, we have to be very careful. I'm Cole Lauterbach. As lawmakers hear about legalizing sports betting in Illinois, the pro sports community is adding its two cents while looking for 25 cents for every $100 wagered. NBA Senior Vice President Dan Spillane said aside from getting a cut of the revenue, part of what they're looking for is a toolkit of protections to police and safeguard the integrity of the sport. So we'd be looking for a requirement that casinos cooperate with league investigations into potential violations of our rules to provide anonymized data regarding betting on our game so we can look for unusual or suspicious betting activity to screen out insiders like coaches and players from betting on our games and other things like that to make sure that we're able to police our rules, which are really strict. You can get banned from the league for life if you bet on our games, if you fix a game, if you leak confidential information to gamblers. And in a legal regulated market, we're looking for more tools to be able to enforce all of that. He said the U.S. Supreme Court decision allowing sports betting was less than a year ago. Dan, there's time to get the law right. We think there's an opportunity here for Illinois to be a model for other states. Splaine said they want to make sure it protects the integrity of the game and protects fans who are going to be placing bets. If sports betting is going to be successful, it crowds out illegal markets, encourages people to bet in legal markets, and that's going to generate tax revenue and jobs for the state. Illinois' pro teams also support online sports betting. But Illinois Church Action on Alcohol and Addiction Problems Executive Director Anita Bedell worried increasing access to gambling will cost taxpayers in regulation, criminal justice, and social costs. Well, we're concerned because um, of the young people that who will, will be betting underage. Um, there will also be uh, young guys betting at work. They could get into trouble very quickly. Um, and so we're concerned that the gaming board is not doesn't have the staff to, to regulate this, it's going to cost millions of dollars to, to try to regulate. People who have never gambled on sports before will do so if it's legalized, and many of them will get in trouble. It will cost $7 for every dollar that they get in revenue. This is a bad bet for the people of Illinois. Lawmakers will now digest all expanded gambling ideas, including online gambling and changes to video gambling. One measure being considered for sports betting would have two different classes of licenses, 
with 13 four casinos and racetracks, and then an unlimited number of online licenses at $10 million a pop. With a new fiscal budget set to take place in a little more than three months, the long-running debate under the state house continues, does Illinois have a spending or a revenue problem? Governor said that there's been a hollowing out of state governments. Talking about the historic budget impasse from 2015 to 2017, his proposed budget for the coming year doesn't cut anything. Instead, it relies on increased revenue and more spending. Democratic State Representative Will Gazzardi said the state needs more money. Uh, human services funding has gone sharply down. Higher education is deeply underfunded. And all this does is shift the burdens around to people who can least afford to bear them. Republican State Representative Grant Worley said that's because Illinois' previous years of mismanaging tax dollars are catching up. When you look at what we pay in pensions compared to other states, it's we're not even close to being in the realm of sustainability. Uh, and we're an outlier on the high side of what we spend on pension systems. Nearly one in every $4 the state brings in goes to pay for public sector pensions. Taxpayer and manufacturer Don Welge and Gilster Mary Lee said with Illinois' large debts, he's looking at investing in operations he has in other states, so he has the taxpayers less on the hook in the future for the state's poor financial decisions. He said the state should apply simple business practices to managing money. It has a spending problem and much more uh, than its revenue problem because if you, no matter what you're making, if you constantly spend more than you make, you're, you're going to go broke. And that's Illinois is a giant example that the city of Detroit went bankrupt as a result of those kind of policies. And Illinois is, is going faster into debt than any other state. A Pritzker budget official defended the proposed no-cuts budget as a maintenance budget last week to a group in Springfield. Thousands of gun owners lobbied lawmakers in Springfield Wednesday as part of the annual Illinois Gun Owner Lobby Day to oppose new gun control measures Rhonda Izell, president and co-founder of Chicago Guns Matter, sued the city of Chicago over a ban on gun ranges and won. She said it's not about guns. It's about the rights of people to protect themselves. Gun control is not about safety. Gun control is about controlling the people. And once they commit tyranny on the citizens, they will then in turn take our lives because we won't be able to protect ourselves. As a black woman, she said there's no doubt gun control laws have a racist history. But that's here nor there. These are all of our fundamental constitutional rights. You know, so the Constitution wasn't built on color. Danny Gerger from the Chicago suburb Forest Park joined hundreds of others to lobby for their Second Amendment rights in Springfield. He said gun owners like himself shouldn't be punished for the violent crimes of others. Why should I be punished for what, what the killer in Aurora did or anybody else throughout history, those, you know, a few thousands versus a, like a hundred million gun owners like me who didn't do anything wrong? How is that right? When organizer of Illinois Gun Owner Lobby Day estimated the crowds Wednesday were about 7,000 people. Lawmakers continue to hash out various measures in reaction to the mass shooting in Aurora last month, but those lobbying Wednesday said they shouldn't be punished for the actions of criminals. Those are the top stories of the past week. Find more online at ilnews.org. Coming up for Illinois in Focus, commentary from Illinois News Network Executive Editor Dan McCaleb and News Editor Brett Rowland. This is Illinois in Focus. For Illinois News Network, I'm Greg Bishop.
Hello, this is Dan McCaleb, executive editor of Illinois News Network, and this is the crosstalk segment of Illinois in Focus. Chris Krug, publisher of INN, has a day off, so I'm joined today by news editor Brett Rowland. Brett, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Dan. How about you? Doing doing fine. It's been a, kind of a crazy week uh, with news, both nationally and here in uh, in, in Illinois, you had the uh, the Mueller report um, completed and turned over uh, to the Attorney General's office. That, of course, made national headlines. We're an Illinois show, though, but we're going to stick to the big Illinois news this week. And man, that the 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 about face in the Jesse Jesse Smollett uh, case is unreal. With prosecutors coming out uh, this week, um, to dropping all charges against him. I think um, Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox is as much of the story as Jesse Smollett is. There's a lot to dig in here, um, Brett, but the latest has to do with some legislative action. What can you tell us about that? Well, um, the, a couple things happened today. Uh, State Representative Alan Skillcorn, a Republican from East Dundee, uh, he held a news conference in Springfield uh, and called for a federal probe. He also said that he would be filing a Freedom of Information Act request seeking um, – Fox's emails regarding the case. Um, some of his comments w- were controversial. He essentially said that um, the state's attorney's office would not have been so lenient to a Trump supporter. Smollett, of course, filed a federal, uh, or excuse me, a, a criminal complaint uh, claiming that he was attacked by two um, gentlemen after leaving a Subway restaurant late at night, uh, claimed um uh, at least one of them was wearing a MAGA hat, Make America Great Again, uh, of course, associated um, uh, with President Donald Trump. Um, and later, uh, uh, police uh, went on a citywide manhunt for these two people. But after investigating, um, determined that it, Smollett himself uh, staged the uh, the attack and made it up and then charged uh, Smollett with uh, disturbing the peace. A grand jury later came out with uh, several other counts. Uh, in counts of indictment against him. Um, and then out of nowhere, Cook County State's Attorney's Office, Kim Fox, who initially said she was recusing herself from the case because of ties to Smollett and his, his family, um, uh, now Kim comes out and drops all the charges against him. Fox initially um, said she was recusing herself, which means an independent prosecutor um, would have need, needed to have been appointed to prosecute the case. But then um, after uh, her first assistant um, decided to drop all the charges, she says her recusal was not actually official. Uh, uh, It was she was just saying she was stepping aside herself because of her ties to Smollett. What do you make of this, Brett? It doesn't look good. Uh, The explanations uh, from the state's attorney's office uh, weren't clear. It was they they tried to sweep this under the rug. They couldn't. They they really owe everyone uh, in Illinois and Cook County uh, and and the nation across the world an explanation for why this happened, why this this case was treated the way it was, and and what went into what factors went into their decisions. Especially when the case is so 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 high profile, I think that that it demands some sort of. explanation. Yesterday, honestly, I, I received texts from from friends and colleagues and former colleagues from all over the country saying, asking what in the God's name is going on in uh, Cook County. It's a total embarrassment. And then to top it all off, the uh, the judge in the case uh, decides to seal the file. Where's right. the transparency? 
it, it doesn't seem like there was much. The prosecutors could have could have objected to that, but they didn't, um, and it was sealed. And then and now they're they're apparently asking Chicago police not to release details about the case. Um, uh, so so the, I mean, it's it's just it just seems all too Chicago. I agree with you. I support a federal investigation uh, into this. It, it makes you wonder what else is going on over there, what else is being hidden, um, what what other kinds of, of uh, charges or criminal activities being swept under the rug. Um, I don't know. It, it, I agree. It's an embarrassment, though. I agree with some of the folks that texted me. Yeah, I mean, I think that it, that it's it's it it just doesn't look good, um, and it should have been handled so much so much more professionally than it was, uh, and. You know, pe- people complain about Chicago's reputation, but things like this is things like this are, are a prime example of why Chicago has a reputation for corruption. All right, thanks, Brett. Let's move on to um, some state house issues. Um, session's been uh, underway now for for over a month. Um, lawmakers, uh, particularly in the majority party, uh, have been pushing full steam ahead, uh, particularly on tax issues. Um, we have a more than a half dozen tax hikes pr- proposals um, uh, that are making their way through committee uh, in Springfield. Um, this week, uh, the, the Senate Republican caucus um, said, hold on, slow down, announced a press conference, um, filed a constitutional amendment that I think you and I will both agree is going nowhere, um, uh, but filed a constitutional amendment uh, seeking a two-thirds supermajority vote in both the House and in the Senate to pass any tax increases. It, as I said, it's not going to go anywhere, but it was uh, nice for the Senate Republicans to at least bring taxpayers into the conversation because as of now they have not been agreed. I, I don't think that it's going to go anywhere. I think it would be uh, interesting to, if it did pass and, and we could watch law lawmakers struggle uh, to make these tough decisions and be held accountable for those actions. Um, but, but I don't think that, that it would ever go anywhere. And unfortunately I think we'll see more of the same. Um, there's been, it's it's just been one tax after another, um, especially for small business owners who've, who who are essentially set to see their costs for everything go up. Um, just it seems like just you know a bill after bill after bill uh, that w- that would raise taxes or fees or or otherwise um, hurt businesses. The focal point has of course been the attempt to change the constitution uh allowing for a progressive income tax where higher wage earners are high are, are taxed at higher um, rates but there's also been um, proposals for uh, a seven cents per bag bag tax so if you go grocery shopping and you use the plastic bags there um uh, some lawmakers want to charge you seven cents um, for for each of those there have been proposals uh to, to double the state's gas tax um uh, to uh, allow recreational marijuana and tax that, uh, a vaping tax, expanding the sales tax to include services, um, uh, a financial services tax. They just go on and on. And and with no consideration of how it's going to affect real people, mom and dad back home, the small business owners who are the job creators. Um, and uh, I, I don't think I mentioned his name, Sen- Senator Dan McConkey and his Republican colleagues in, this, in the Senate uh, held those press conference saying, hey, Taxpayers need to be at the table for these discussions. We're not. We're rushing through all these um, decisions, 
And uh, if we go come back and these all get approved on the other end, what's it going to mean for everybody? They need to be part of it. What's your take on that? Um, I mean, I think he made a great point. Um, you know, they've they've proposed four point five billion dollars in new taxes, um, and haven't really stopped to listen to the to, to the small businesses. Uh, they didn't listen to the small business owners when they increased the minimum wage. Um, and, and there's no signs that they're going to listen going forward uh, to, to the concerns of those groups, uh, which are, as you pointed out, largely responsible for uh, creating and employing uh, the majority of, of, of workers in Illinois. All right. Well, we still have a couple of months of legislation, uh, legislative session uh, still left, although the way um, – uh, Democratic lawmakers seem to be rushing these bills. Well, we, we might actually be done early this year instead of going into overtime, which we did plenty, plenty during uh, Governor Bruce Rauner's uh, uh, only term in office. All right, so we hit some heavy stuff uh, today, Brett. Why don't we finish on a lighter note? Um, spring has sprung here. Temperatures hit the 50s today for the first time in a while. Looks like we're going to uh, have some pretty decent weather going forward. Um, that can only mean one thing. Major League Baseball season is starting. You excited, Brett? I'm very excited. Um, what about you? Oh, absolutely. Um, been missing since the NFL season ended, essentially. You know, I, I can only get into March Madness uh, so much. So looking forward to the baseball season. Got, of course, uh, uh, got a couple of Chicago teams um, getting ready to go, too. You predicting any of them to do any, any good? Oh, yeah. I think that the uh, – Cubs, I think the World Series is definitely going to be the Cubs versus the Yankees. Okay, that's interesting. Um, Cubs, Yankees. Cubs, of course, in it just uh, won their first World Series in 108 years, just a couple years ago. Yankees are always in the mix. You know, what's interesting is is uh, my daughter somehow turned into an Yankees fan, huge Aaron Judge fan. I am a Cleveland Indians fan, however, and can't stand the Yankees. Unfortunately, I'm not going to pick uh, either team this year. I think it's the Astros' turn again. They seem loaded. They're, the front end of their pitching staff is just oh, seems almost unhittable. I can see the Cubs in the National League, but I'm actually going to go with the L.A. Dodgers. Uh, I think it's their turn. Um, they've been right, right there uh, the last few years. Um, they've also got a strong uh, pitching staff, um, good lineup, so – um, I could, I can certainly see Cubs Yankees, but, uh, I'll just put my neck out and say, um, Dodgers over the Astros. Well, we're out of time, Brett. Thanks for joining me today. And now back to Greg, Greg Bishop with a look at what's ahead. Next week, municipal elections will dominate headlines early in the week, but that won't keep the Illinois house from being in session Tuesday. They'll continue to delve into more state agency budget requests. The Senate is in session Wednesday. This has been Illinois in Focus. Find more stories and commentary online at ilnews.org. For Illinois News Network, I'm Greg Bishop.